Welcome to Life on the Watercrest Line. In this series, we follow the activities of the line throughout the year. We go behind the scenes and see all aspects of the operation. In the summer of 2018, I met with Becky Peacock at Ropley to talk about the Canadian Pacific Restoration Project. A year has now passed and we're meeting again at Ropley to discuss progress. In part one, we talk about the progress and challenges that have taken place at Eastleigh, where the frame and wheels of the locomotive are currently located. I'm with Becky Peacock. Well, a little over a year ago, we talked about the Canadian Pacific Project. Yes. And I believe quite a lot has moved on since then. It has, yeah. It's it's one of those things when you're dealing with a long-term project you can go months without feeling anything has ever changed and and you kind of feel a little bit downhearted and then everything seems to kind of speed up you just kind of the bad pun in uh, full steam ahead really <laughs> with it the big thing really that we've achieved in the last just over a year has been to put all of the wheels underneath canadian pacific's frames which is a huge milestone. She's starting to look like a steam locomotive, obviously still missing a boiler, but people can at least figure out that it's supposed to be a steam locomotive. That was a huge achievement with a lot of people involved and a, a lot of difficulty in getting to that point. It's not an easy point to get to at all. We had the bogey and toning chuck down here in Ropley being overhauled by the volunteers and staff here. And then once that had been overhauled, we had the process of getting it to Eastleigh where it could meet the frames. But Canadian Pacific's bogey and trailing chuck weigh between five and six tonnes each, which means a normal lorry can't handle them. So we had to hire a shipping container moving company <laughs> to move a bogey and trailing chuck, which you, you, you couldn't have made it up, really. And in March of this year, they ended up back at Eastleigh for the first time in a very long time. And then we've got to that point. They're sat in Eastleigh right next to Canadian Pacific's frames and didn't get any easier. It just got harder from there. <laughs> the wheels that you've now attached to the frame, yes. are they the original wheels or have so you had to have a lot of work done on wheels? This is where it gets difficult because wheel sets were continuously swapped between the same type of locomotives. So the first set that Canadian Pacific came out in, in 1942 when she entered service are not the set she now has. However, they are Merchant Navy wheels, um, so they would have been swapped throughout her life. So they don't have 35005 step stamped into them. They have uh, another Merchant Navy's uh, number. But they are a Merchant Navy set of wheels. So they're the right wheels, just not the originals as would have been in 1941-42. And that's because of that swapping. As the same with the boilers. The boilers were always swapped between them to make life easier. If one was finished, then it didn't matter if it wasn't going back on the one it came off. It was just whatever needed to enter into service first. They are an original set. They've not been recast in any way. They've just been reprofiled. Um, in order to make them round again, a little less oval, which makes life a little bit easier when you're trying to drive the thing up and down the railway. 
So the wheels are of the correct vintage. They are of the correct vintage, exactly, yes. Um, I'd like a good wine. <laughs> so you connected the frame to the wheels. In order to get the bogey and tailing chuck fitted to the frames, because Canadian Pacifics had her driving wheels, uh, her, her big set of wheels, her driving wheels, on since 2017. So we fitted them then. So she's had the driving wheels, the bogey and tailing chuck, were really the thing that we were waiting for to get the full set and that required us moving out of the building we've been in out through Eastley Yard and back into another building now that is a logistical nightmare but it is also a huge achievement because in June when we did the the move and the lift to fit everything she came out of her building for the first time since 2011. She's been in that building. She's never left since 2011, except for that day she came out to go to another building. And it was, it was a huge moment for everybody because she'd been in this small corner of a huge workshop and hadn't moved anywhere. And it proved that everything's worked. Nothing fell off, so we were doing well. That was good. So she came out, she went through the yard and she went back into another building but the problem is is that you're dealing with a very huge steam locomotive with no boiler on it so it's like driving a gigantic seesaw because there's not enough weight on the cab to counteract the weight of the cylinders so it moves the frame moves slightly as she was being moved and this creates it a difficulty of keeping her on the rails <laughs> and going as smoothly as possible. So it was a little bit of a nervous moment for everybody involved while we were watching this happen. And the difficulty is that for a merchant navy, their boilers are 30 tonnes. And all 30 tonnes of that weight is held just by the cab. You've got 30 tonnes balancing the front end out. And without 30 tonnes there, it's very nose heavy. And that makes it very difficult to navigate round a yard, particularly when you're dealing with tight curves and merchant navies hate tight curves. They love straight lines, show them a curve and all hell breaks loose. So we were having to really think on our feet, which wasn't something we'd expected to have to do at that point, because it's just, oh, get it out of the building, put it in another building. It sounds perfectly fine in principle. In reality, it's an absolute nightmare of a situation to the point that actually we moved it on a weekend and we got into the middle of Eastley Yard and we'd kind of gotten to this point where she wouldn't go forwards and she couldn't go backwards. So we just abandoned her in the middle of Eastley Yard and came back to her at seven o'clock Monday morning. And I turned up Monday morning and I went, it looks like someone has abandoned their child just she's just sat there randomly in Eastley Works Yard just looking really neglected I'm just like great just abandoned a, a large locomotive there Monday we all went back to it with a little bit more of sleep and rest and got her back into the other building and then we had to plan a lift now we're very lucky that Arlington Fleet Services who are our landlord allow us the use of their staff and their overhead cranes and they really passionate about helping us achieve getting Canadian Pacific into steam so with the use of two 30 ton overhead cranes 
and their staff, we lifted Canadian Pacific up in the air. And that sounds easy, but you've got 30 tonnes of frame and each driving wheel set weighs about 10 tonnes, already at about 60 tonnes at that point. That's, that's a lot of weight over your head. And then you've got your bogey and trailing truck you put in place. And the aim of the game is to lower the frame onto the bogey and trailing truck. When I tried to explain to someone about how you fitted driving wheels to a locomotive, I said, think about Tetris. You're trying to put all of these things in the right order to clear the, the line at the bottom. Same thing applies in, in terms of fitting driving wheels. You're trying to line everything up and get it fitted so it all fits together. However, fitting a bogey and training truck is not Tetris, it's expert level Tetris. Because you've got two pins, one at either end, and those two pins, those tiny pins, have to go through two holes. One in the training truck, one in the bogey. And they both have to go in at the same time. <laughs> you're trying to get tiny pins in tiny holes. And you've got 60 tons floating in the air. And you're trying to communicate to two cranesmen like I said, expert level Tetris is and it's really up there with that. And we did it. it. It took us six hours, but we did it. It's a lot of kind of negotiation and tiny movements and backwards and forwards. It's a, an achievement, a huge achievement for the team to finally see Canadian Pacific as a 462. She's got all her wheels. She's a Pacific again. The wheels, by the time that they got put back on in 2017, had already been off the locomotive for two years. To now finally have every set of wheels is a huge achievement. And then she had to make it back to her old building again. Luckily, with more wheels, it's a little bit more stable. She definitely likes to cause a challenge. There is no day with Canadian Pacific that's boring. I can definitely say that. <laughs> well, you look as though you're enjoying the challenge. Yes. Well, I, I can definitely say that I'm not bored at all because I turn up to work and you never know what's going to be thrown at you. You learn to think on your feet quite a lot, and the amount of things you have to know in order to, to complete one tiny, minuscule little task is quite amazing. And the team here, here at Rockley, as well as the team at Eastleigh, are amazing with the amount of knowledge that they have and what they're able to achieve with very little. Um, you know, the team at EC have very little lifting equipment. Unless we use the overhead cranes, which require Arlington staff, we can't lift anything. So the fact that they're able to still put a locomotive together with barely any lifting equipment, to me, they amaze me every single day because they, they're volunteers. They don't have to be there. They do it because they're passionate about it. Been on that locomotive since 2011. They've invested so many man hours. I think since 2015, we've calculated they've invested over 400,000 man hours into building that locomotive. That's, that's a huge amount of time. Even at minimum wage, that'd be a huge amount of yes, money. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing they only cost me biscuits. <laughs> the occasional cake. <laughs> This podcast is published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio.